HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Today is Tuesday, April 28th, 2015, and today we're talking about Queens Beer Week with some great brewers and bar owners from Queens. Beer Sessions Radio is brought to you by Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. If you have any questions for our guests, you can tweet us live at beer underscore sessions. Maggie's tweeting, follow us at beer underscore sessions. So, hey, it's the uh, second year of Queens Beer Week. We've had a lot of fun. Last summer, uh, Aliyah Akam, who's the former uh, editor of Edible Queens, we did a nice show in July, Brooklyn versus Queens beers. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. You're really great on the show. And uh, so much has happened in in Queens, the world of beer, the last few years. And I know you covered a lot of it uh, when you were at Edible Edible Queens. And and Daniel Bronson, you're kind of the hero to me of of Queens beer because you started Queens Beer Week. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, collaboration of uh, a few other bar managers and owners got together last year decided it was about time big beautiful borough queens served its own week and i've just been kind of shepherding it since then making sure it does good well it's it's, it's been great meeting you and you've really become a force for craft beer in new york city oh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight because two of my favorite new york city breweries that are also based in queens are here we've got anthony accardi from transmitter in long island city Hey, how's it going, Jim? How are you, buddy? Good. And Mike, I'm, you're going to kill me on this one. No, it's all right. <laughs> Mike Anzalone, Single Cut Beer Very Smith. good. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Let's start with Single Cut, because I remember uh, Rich Puchetta was on the show years ago when he was... We, we, we followed Rich every step of the way in Single Cut. When he was first considering going from home brewer to pro, he was looking at places as far as Rockland County, New York. And he ended yes. up finding this great place in Astoria, Queens. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, Astoria is a great spot. It's, you know, centrally located, and I think that's what, you know, got him there instead of Rockland County. And, you know, he's from Queens and wanted to bring the roots back there. So it was a really great spot to start. 
And how did you start working with Single Cut? I actually started bartending when I was working a full-time job. So after work, I would run in there at night, um, work the bar shift, and then a sales spot opened up. And I got the sales position for Queens in uh, North Brooklyn. So what are the top places in, in Queens? I know you're distributing now to places like... Yes. Tell us where you're distributed outside of New York City. Uh, all of Long Island, Hudson Valley, um, Rochester, Syracuse, and Buffalo. And how do you make that choice? I mean, and Boston. Yeah, Boston. And Boston. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. brand new. That's right. I forgot we got bottles up to Boston. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> and what were you saying? Uh, how, how do you how how did you grow so fast? I mean, you guys were selling in, in New York. It happened a lot. There was six point. Next, thing you know, they're selling in, in five or ten different states. You know, we had the uh, we have the capacity to do it, and you know, just the setting it up from a distribution standpoint our guys did a great job in the boroughs and serene has done a great job bringing it outside the boroughs um it's it's just been easy you know we had a really good uh business model good platform to do all this stuff all right anthony transmitter we had john not too long ago yeah talking about it's always fun here regular new york city beer week um you know so we're a year old now this week uh which is pretty exciting um I said to Dan earlier that I'm literally in the middle of closing my other business for the end of the month, and I'll be at uh, Transmitter full time starting Friday. Essentially, um, it's kind of we're, it's ready. We need to we need to sort of step up to the what's being offered us, which is um, a, a chance to be a, a strong part of New York City beer. Um, so that's uh, you know that's coming up. That's super exciting. We're having fun. Uh, it's been a ton of work, but um, it's all good. So how would you contrast what you do from what Single Cut's doing? Because you guys are your different approaches, and it shows a diversity of beer being made in Queens. Um, well, we don't do lagers, so that's a clear <laughs> that's a clear difference. Um, uh, I think we we have a, a broader range of uh, yeast that we use than than they they do partly because of the size that they are compared to us um, and partly because of uh, ph- philosophical differences between our our breweries. Um, you know, we definitely they they certainly have a, that great sour lager. We we tend to lean a little bit further into that kind of that that kind of beer as. A, as a portfolio, so Daniel. So, how many breweries are there in Queens right now? So, right now we've got about nine breweries in Queens. Um, we've got like an, an honorary tenth, uh, which we are using for Queens Beer Week, which is Barrier Brewing Company. They're only a couple miles outside of the Queens border. If you live in Eastern Queens, they're your regional brewery. So, we're kind of bringing them into our family um, as we did last year for Queens Beer Week. Um, but it's such a great diverse scene. Um, it's really cool to watch the Queens. Uh, brewery scene develop over the last couple of years only for the sake that everybody's really found their niche and we don't really have two breweries who are doing the same thing everybody's really got their own statement um, now with lic beer project opening up soon we've got a belgian oriented brewery we have an english ale oriented brewery with rockaway we've got wild ales with transmitter we've got ipas and lagers with single cut you know a single guy with bridge and tunnel finback doing their own cool thing with their really impressive stouts out in eastern queens uh, you know, Big Alice doing everything out of the box. We've got a cider maker now. It's just really, really diverse that we can get all these different people who all have the different ideas, and it just fits together so great. It's it's a great representation of Queens. The diversity in our borough is the diversity in our in our brew scene. It's awesome. So, what were some of the things that you had to do to get a Queensbury week started? I had to do 
absolutely nothing, Jimmy. <laughs> it was it made itself. I mean, not to say there weren't hours that went into it, and you know, and labor, but everyone was super excited. You know, I'm I'm repeating myself from last year because it's the same thing. In year one, everybody wanted to jump on board, and we had 70 venues at the drop of a hat. And this year, it was the same way. Just people are really excited about beer in Queens. Uh, we have such a long and really storied, you know, history of neighborhood bars and pubs. Um, from you know it, the long history of Queens being a working class borough, and you know, beer's the drink of the people, and that's still true in 2015, even when we have you know 40 breweries in the metropolitan area, like we did back in the day. It's, it's people are excited about it. it. It didn't take much. Everybody wanted to get on board. Aaliyah, you, you've been covering Queens for a long time. Yeah, I have. And uh, what, what's on your hit list for Queens Brewery? Well, there are a few places that I haven't gone to that um, I want to check out. Mostly, what, what interests me is there are all these breweries that have opened, but um, in addition to that, there are also all these bars and restaurants that have opened in the borough that have an emphasis now on craft beer. And I just think that that's the part that's really interesting because as someone, I remember when I first moved to Astoria in 2002, and there just there was really nowhere to hang out. The Bohemian Beer Hall had was there. No, it was not popular. No one really went there. Um, it was like myself and a few Czech men playing cards. And it was it was really fun. But that was the beer scene. And now it's really just taken off. So there are a few new restaurants and bars that I want to check out. Like there's this new German place, um, Max Bratwurst. Have you guys been? Like I'm really excited. Yeah, 30th Avenue. Yeah. I'm really excited to check that out. Um, there's the Courtyard Ale House in Sunnyside that I haven't been to. But it seems like they have an incredible amount of taps. And I'm just curious to see what's going on there. I think it's a good opportunity to check out some new places I haven't been to yet. All right, guys. Cheers to Queens. Yeah, yeah cheers. cheers. Yeah. Okay, what's what's the toughest thing about making beer in Queens? It's like everyone's quiet today. Nobody's talking. It's like everybody's talking. Well, Anthony doesn't even have a microphone. He talks the, off the uh, I mean, you know, it's New York City, so it's all a little bit hard. Um, I do most of the delivery, so delivering is hard. Um you know, you're going up and down stairs, uh, doing, you know, people have crazy ways into their basements. Um, I'd say that's pretty hard. What about for you, yeah, Mike? I mean, I do sales, so I know the uh, the competition is fierce out there. And, you know, fighting for tap lines is getting more and more ever-present. Um, there's less and less space. Everybody wants to carry something local, and everybody loves their, you know, that, that local accessibility to have nine different breweries in, in Queens and a lot more popping up. Um, that's my biggest challenge is why are we, you know, how do we differentiate ourselves from the other breweries that are out there? I think, you know, for us doing the self-distribution, like Transmitter here is um, is a big part of it. You know, you're, you get that personal touch, and I think that's a good thing to do. You guys make some great beers. I know you, you had one beer that uh, was called the Rhapsody. Yes. They just made for the Astoria Beer Garden. Yes, correct. What's it like breaking into that? I mean, this, as Aliyah was saying, it's an old school, <laughs> traditional you know, beer garden. They, what, what were they usually serving there anyway? Well, I mean, back then, when I went in 2002, it was, I mean, it was just, it was Pilsner, and it was, it was just like a very old school scene. No one really hung out there. And then I would say two years or so, 2004, 2005, it really started to take off. And the hipsters started coming. The people from Manhattan started to realize, oh, I can get a cheap pitcher here, and it just the clientele started to change for better or worse but it, it changed it became more popular I probably helped do that because I wrote about it for Time Out in 2005 <laughs> so um, I feel a little guilty but it, I mean, it's still a wonderful place to be so you, but you made a story <laughs> <laughs> so it, it completely shifted um, 
but it just still there's still something so appealing about it. It does have that great like old school European vibe still. But how did you how did you get in there with uh, Queen's Craft Beer? Well, you know that was a that was actually a, a one year long process. Um, they really wanted us to create something that was traditional, and we took a, a wheat pilsner was a style. It's something that kind of went away. Um, really like a traditional Czech style that, um, you know, worked well. And we just kind of outgrew the, the process. We had to kind of stick to our core beers, and we couldn't, you know, fulfill what they needed anymore. So, um, you know, we have our year-round stuff that we have to keep producing. So uh, it was unfortunate. I wish we could do it. I wish we had the tank space, but like you it, said, it it's, was a it's great growing. Group. The Rhapsody, the Wheat Pills, <laughs> yeah, I, I tried it last last Memorial Day. I was out there at a great time, and it's a really great place to, to go to. So. Yeah, no, it's a, that place is an institution. I mean, it's been there forever, and, you know. years? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, over 100 years. It's uh I still go there you know, all the time on a nice sunny weekend. It's it's great to just sit out in the sun, just like uh, Roberta's here. You can just hang out outside and have some great pints. Daniel, what are some tactics that you're using to, to keep? Because Queen Beer feels really organized. You know, it seems that you've got well, well, that's the beautiful captains illusion. in different neighborhoods. And <laughs> yeah, you, we have you under our spell now, Jimmy. That's all there is to it. It's the lie we've been weaving for two years. Um, yeah, so you you nailed it though. The caption you, you lied to me. Yeah, there's not really a Queen's Beer Week. <laughs> no, it's not, man. That's what it is. Actually, I live in Long Island. I didn't Surprise. even tell you that. No, <laughs> no man, you, you really nailed it. I mean, people have really been stepping up and kind of taking um, taking a lot of ownership of it, which is something I always believe in. You know, whether it's business or the community driven events like this, if people don't believe that it's theirs, then nobody's going to support it. And um, this room is full of great people. I, he, I'll make him blush, but Mike Anzalone has been, you know, uh, really integral to making it to happen. Single Cuts really stepped up and represented their their home borough. Um, and then, you know, all the publicans, the bar owners, have been really excited. Yeah. Uh, the core reason we started Queens Beer Week <clears throat> is because we wanted to make sure that all these great small local bars, of which one, I, you know, I work at. You know, I wanted to make sure that. We are getting our dollars coming home at night. You know, so Queens Beer Week is entirely free for everyone to participate. The brewers were kind enough to pitch in a couple bucks to help us pay for posters and postcards and things like that. But everybody who you're either a visitor to Queens Beer Week and one of our guests coming to an event or you're a bar hosting an event or just a bar who wants to be a part of Queens Beer Week because you pour good beer, it's zero dollar cost to them. And uh, because of that, we've gotten a lot of goodwill. People have really stepped up. Um, our great salespeople in Queens have gotten people involved. Um, you know, just a simple phone call or an email. And Queens is definitely a handshake borough. You can walk into any bar, talk to an owner or manager for five minutes, shake their hand, and they're always in because it's just it's a very neighborhood-oriented place. It's been easy. Uh, it's taken time, but uh, it didn't take sweat. It's uh, People have been really excited. I'm trying to say, as an observer, I feel like someone who's observed Queens for a while, it just feels like a very organic movement. Um, and I think that's why it's been so successful, too. Like, it just doesn't feel forced. It feels like everyone's doing this out of love, and there's, like, a real camaraderie between the different brewers and the different bars. So it just, that makes it so much easier yeah, to we, set in motion. Yeah, and we want to keep it that way. That's really what it's about. You know, we kind of say as our mission statement, it's a community-driven and supported event. We want it to be about the bars. Second tier, we want it to be about our breweries, but most importantly, we want it to be about our local economy and our local community. And that's our mantra. It's our mission statement. It's never going to change as long as I'm involved. And I'm sure anybody in this room, as long as they're involved, it'll be the same way, too. Agreed. Yeah. Mike, what are some... So you're selling in Queens. If I go to Queens, what bars or restaurants can I get single cut in? 
I mean, <laughs> you could pick like five. <laughs> well, Name I would definitely say us. Crescent and Vine, where Dan is kind of running a very tight ship. Uh, and Astoria. Yes, You've got to say the neighborhoods, too. Because <laughs> Queens Astoria, is a big borough. Yes. They're, um, you know, obviously their sister bar, uh, Fatty's Cafe, which has now moved across town, but we still love them, and they constantly pour us. Um, in Forest Hills, you have Station House, which has been a, a really big account for us. Um, been big supporters of us. They uh, definitely been pouring us some, since day one. I mean, there's so many. What's Station I, House like? Station House is awesome. It's yeah. amazing. It's the best place and no one knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and that's what I'm saying, you know, going out to Forest Hills, um, you have your craft beer bars, but Station House is really kind of setting the benchmark out there. So, Leah, what's it like? I mean, is it a bar, a pub, a, a beer garden? It's a it's a bar. Like you walk in and it it feels like a step up from a sports bar when you walk in, but it's very welcoming. It's neighborhood. It's right by the Long Island Railroad. It's right by the subway, so it's very convenient. It's always packed during the day. I used to have a doctor's appointment, and I would, that would be part of my repertoire. Like, I'd go I after love the daytime doctor's. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have a beer, like, post-doctor. It was great. Do you think that there's a lot of opportunities to go to Queensbury to do daytime drinking? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding? What other time is there? I'll, I'll go. I'll have a lunch break and go out there and pretend I'm doing research or something. Day drinking's the best kind of drinking. Yeah. We're, we're big believers in the morning pint in Queens on the weekends. Yeah. Weekdays, you want to call ahead and just make sure. But yeah, no. The Queens is a is a dream come true for all of us with a 38 inch inseam. It's uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful place to be in the morning. And the Anthony, we're drinking a couple of transmitters because. I guess Single Cut didn't get the memo that they're supposed to bring beer. I did not get the That's memo. why I'm talking about the Rhapsody, because you don't even make that beer anymore. I did not get the memo. That was me. I'll take the blame for that one. So that, that first beer we had was uh, S1, uh, Mahogany Saison, that Dan brought from, um, it was Batch 1, so that was from uh, March of last year that he cellared. Um, basically, it's kind of a Porter-esque beer with um, Saison yeast, so it dries it out. It's part of our, we call it a Saison. Um, and the second beer is NY2. We had so much fun doing the New York uh, Smash beer. So we've continued that series with other other maltsters and other uh, hop farmers in New York. So this is uh, an Ode Grisette that we're drinking. Um, all New York State malt, or all New York State hops. Um, and light, easy, 4.3% alcohol or so. That's great. We're, we're celebrating the heyday, not only New York City beer, but Queens beer. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. And this one's called Jump Rope by the Tiger Lilies. This is Heritage Radio Network. Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. 
In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. There's so many great shows. Sharp and Hot's one of my favorite. And yesterday I was on Cutting the Curd talking about pig books. Um, very great station. And I believe the Kickstarter is still going, right, Jack? Yes, sir. The Kickstarter is going. Uh, by the end of this year, we're going to totally redo the entire Heritage Radio Network 14, website. 14 days left. 14 days left. We and, need help. Uh, tell us more, Jack. Yeah, our website's falling apart. It'll literally destroy in the fall. So we need a new website. We've got a great team. We just need to raise the money. We're like 10,000 or so away from our goal. So any amount helps. Please, so please, if you like the show, Network check it out. Dot org. Check it. I, I did. I pledged $100 uh, to, to the Kickstarter. So I'd say everyone go on board. And there's, a, there's things like T-shirts and other things you can get. But we really believe in this network, and it's done a lot for a lot of people. Um, and it keeps going. So right now we got a, we're talking about Queens Beer Week, which is kind of amazing to me because uh, it's the best beer week in New York. I shouldn't say that publicly, but it is. But, and, and the reason I say that is that you really guys have done a great job of capturing what a beer week should be. It kind of feels like a Philly beer week. You get bar owners involved in breweries. Yeah. So um, I'm really proud to have you guys. We're talking about where to get single cut. Uh, of course, the single cut guys didn't bring any beer. But Nick Hundley says, where can we get some of your beer right in the neighborhood? After the show in Bushwick. In Bushwick? A uh, uh, great spot right down the street, Pine Box Rock Shop, um, the Sampler, which is a little north of, uh, of Flushing over here. Um, you know, Matt Torrey's. Uh, what's another good? You, The Well. We just did The Well. Yeah, the Well's got a... Which is a great uh, rock club. So it's, you know, being a music-themed uh, brewery, we like to... You know, snag all those live venues. For I, sure. I, I, whenever I say single cut, you know, we, sometimes we talk about you know going to these places that have restaurants or bars that have a big draft list, but they don't really have any craft beer. And uh, I've been I've been surprised at the places I've seen single cut. So as soon as I say single cut or IPA from you guys, I order it. Like Nelson Blue down in the <laughs> Seaport, it's a nice little like corner place, but I don't expect to get good beer there. So when I see the single cut IPA, I order that wherever I am. That's a that's a great account. Uh, Polly loves pouring our IPA, and uh, you know we we don't only want to be in the small and great rotating craft beer bars, but I think we do a great uh, amount of amount of business in um, high end restaurants. You know, really nice places where they only have maybe six to ten draft lines, and uh, people like to you know eat dollar oysters and drink IPAs and Pilsners. You guys really have, I think you've really found a niche. I mean, what's, what's your approach, Ben? Because not every brewery can break into all these great restaurants and bars and, and you're self-distributing, too. Well, I think that's uh, part of the, you know, the size of the brewery being a 30-barrel system, having some larger 90-barrel tanks. We, you know, we definitely have the liquid to go into some of those bigger areas and have, you know, enough beer to not just be in these, you know, 
just rotator craft beer bars, which is nice, and it's and it's bringing a, a quality product to more people. And hopefully, all these breweries in Queens are going to be making money and can expand and do the same thing. And I think that's and the goal. And introducing more people to yeah. local craft beer, which is great. Absolutely. I mean, the, the Absolutely. beauty of you guys having such a big system is you're helping to really educate people on what local is and having that accessibility. It's awesome. It's good for everybody. So yeah. thanks for you guys for doing that. Thank you. Aaliyah, do you have a question for everybody? Um, I have more of a comment than a question. I just wanted to say about single cut. One of the things I've noticed... I go out to, I mean, I write about restaurants all the time, so I'm constantly out and checking beer lists and wine lists and such. And um, I've noticed the presence of Single Cut at so many different types of establishments, just like really running the gamut from high end to really casual and in Manhattan and even in the Hudson Valley, too, because I, I do a lot of writing up there as well. And um, I just think it's so great how you, you covered such vast territory in we such a short amount of time. It's, it's really. <laughs> it's, <laughs> we don't discriminate. <laughs> no, it's really wonderful to see. <clears throat> you want to say that again, Mike? I, I said we, we don't discriminate on uh, who can pour our beer. I mean, um, anybody who wants a good craft beer, uh, that's where we'll go. I mean, if we have the liquid, we'll do it, you know? You know, more and more people drinking uh, a local these days, um, it, it, nothing more is exciting than kind of taking down an outside line and, and not to you know, pick on different places and we never go after any certain brewery or any type of beer. But, you know, sometimes when the big beer line comes down and the local Pilsner goes up, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, fist pumping, a little Tiger Woods. Pat on the back. You know, yeah. I mean, I think Dan can attest that, um, you know, I, I try and do my damnedest to get Queens Beer Week up and running and promote the other Queens breweries. Um, it's It's been really fun the last, you know, last year and this year coming up to it um and it hasn't been a challenge it's it's been something everybody's you know really just embracing and uh it's taking off i think uh i'd love to see what this is in five years daniel quick jumping in uh we talked about station house tell us some more places that we should go to during queens beer week oh yeah definitely uh, Queensbury is awesome because you get all these places that you maybe wouldn't for us beer nerds wouldn't necessarily find ourselves at all the time um, some cool places, um, Little Tibet, which is this awesome Himalayan restaurant that just opened up a few, well, actually just a Jackson few months Heights. ago. In Jackson Heights, yeah. they'll be there. Um, Unidentified Flying Chickens, which is the best restaurant with the silliest name out in Jackson Heights. Which has have a you great been there earlier? I have been there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they'll be doing a main beer night all week long. Um, if you're down in LIC, the local, which is actually a hostel, which has a bar, is going to do a huge event down there. We're going to have a big thing at John Brown's Smokehouse, which is, if not the best barbecue in New York City, definitely the best in Queens. It's awesome. Great beer program. They're doing a big thing. Judy and Punch, which is owned by some of the family from One Mile House in the city out on 30th Avenue. It's going to be doing a big event. That's a great beer bar if you haven't been. Plus, like, uh, you know, just some of our old favorites. I mean, uh... I'm going to have Alewife on Sunday after the opening party. What about Sunswick? Alewife Sunswick. Sunswick's going to do a big event with Barrier, which is great. This is their third year running. Um, and Sunswick's, taste the rainbow. Sunswick's old school. Yeah, Taste the Rainbow. <laughs> Hopefully the poster will be equally offensive and disturbing as the previous year. We've got to thank Mike DiScarfino for that one. If you're not that familiar was, uh... with the urinating, uh, urinating unicorn, you should find yourself familiar with it. So Queens has its own identity. That's pretty interesting, guys. Rainbows and 
<laughs> Anthony, what's your take on this? It's Anthony, uh, uh, jumping over because you guys are you guys are silly, and the you know, Queens isn't a serious borough. But Anthony's very serious. So, so, a few weeks ago, we have we very rarely get transmitter on tap at Jimmy's number forty three, and and Anthony and Rob came out and uh, tell us what happened when we had your your draft on our our regular draft system. The pressure wasn't right or something. Um, but these are issues you have to go through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know we we try to. You know, our all our kegs are keg conditioned, and all our bottles are bottle conditioned. So um, they tend to be a little more highly carb than a normal normal keg, um, and uh, it's they can be hard to pour. But so you, you know, you, you were at my bar, but this is what you do. My bartender was pouring the transmitter, and it was foamy. Um, and tell us what you think when you uh, go through that. Because it's your baby, you care about it. Uh, right, right. Immediately, I would just want to go in the back and fix it. Um, uh, <laughs> um, that's not always possible. Um, but, uh, you know, I can I can certainly help a bartender sort of figure out how to pour the beer. Yeah, um, but the truth is, I mean, at, 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 like a place like mine, we have a great draft system, but we have the same pressure for all the, all the taps. Right, right. And so what, what, what were you suggesting to us? Um, well, one thing, knowing that, I would, um, I won't, I won't. Sell you beers you can't pour, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. It makes me cry to watch foam go down the drain. <laughs> um, you know, we we only make forty eight barrels or fifty barrels a month. Like I can't watch beer go down the drain. Um, so uh, I'll just make sure that a keg that goes to you is. Um, I'll either degas it a little bit, or I'll make sure that it's uh, one of the beers that isn't quite so highly carved. You know, you, and, and work with. But does that, that come up often for you? I mean, uh, selling to different bars with different draft um, systems. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely it's it's some work, it's some hand holding, um, for sure. Um, we expect that. Um, you know, it's partly um, partly why I like to do the deliveries because I get to go peek at someone's draft system, and then I can when I get a phone call, I can know what what I'm dealing with. Um, yeah, you know. But for, for Nick, for you guys, at single cut. I mean, the style of beer that you're using, do, does your beer, f- like, fit every draft system, or do you also have issues with the way it gets poured in some places? We don't run into too many issues. Um, you know, every once in a while, a nitro line can get uh, a little finicky. Um, you know, wheat beers can kind of pour funny every once in a while, especially if they haven't been cooled for the proper amount of time. Um, you know, we're in a fast-paced New York, you know, city life right. where... You know, kegs can kick pretty quick, and people can throw them in walk-ins, and they can come out a little foamy. But you know, not so much. Every once in a while, you'll get a you'll get a bad keg here and there. But no, no. I mean, these are the things that keep us up at night, right, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> they don't keep me up at night. That's because I'm not a brewer. But for Anthony, I think it keeps him up at night. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing I always want to give a shout out to the great brewers that, that we know. They really do care about things in a way that that I don't. <laughs> but I, mean, I like the product at the end. We're you know we're not making. A, we're not making that many kegs as it is. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, a batch for us is 40 or 50 sixtals. Um, so I know ahead of time what the, and we check it as it goes out. You know, we'll put a pressure tester on it and um, see what the carb is like. So I know what I'm in for, essentially. Um, if if I have to keep it away from someone that has a draft system that isn't, isn't going to handle the pressure. Yeah. Um, so, John, if I saw a transmitter at a, at a bar in New York City, I would assume they kind of knew about beer. They kind of had a good sense of 
what to do. Yeah, I mean, again, like because we're small, we we can we definitely work on placing the beer at this point. Um, we don't have that much that it needs to that it needs to be spread spread thin. Um, our beer is found mostly at beer bars. Um, our bottles are found at you know restaurants and bottle shops. So. Uh, yeah, we, you know, I mean, the beer disappears more quickly than we can make it, so... Um, tends What's to the last beer that you poured us? Uh, we just drank uh, a T3, which is uh, a little bit more traditional triple than we've made in the past, um, with T1 and T2. Um, a little a little bit hoppy, dry, um, and, and carbonated. So this is a beer that, on tap, is not easy to pour. You know, we we carve this. We carve the bottles to about four uh, o volumes, which is um, sort of wheat beer, um, wheat beer, German wheat beer levels. The kegs are lower than that. We we do them differently, but uh, but the kegs are still um, pretty pretty lively. All right, hey, we're going somewhere with Queens Beer Week. It's coming up next week, May eighth. Daniel, is it May eighth to what? May eighth to the seventeenth. Don't doubt, don't doubt yourself, Jim. You got it. And you guys have a website? Yeah, queensbeerweek.com. Follow us on Twitter at queensbeerweek, Instagram queensbeerweek. If it's on your computer, we're on it. All right, we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. called Sabobo by Mamarazzi. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Jack, I love your music, man. It's good to have you back. Thanks. How was Coachella, that that beer festival or whatever it was? It was uh, a mess. It was crazy, right? Yeah, it was. Well, it's good to have you back in us. Jack Inslee, our engineer, impresario, everything. Uh, without him, I wouldn't be here. This guy's the best, best radio guy in New York City. So thanks, Jack. We're talking about Queens Beer Week coming up May 8th in New York City. You know, some people travel to New York from all over the world. And uh, I think that Queens Beer Week is a, is a destination. You know, if I was coming to New York, I would, I would definitely want to go there. And Daniel Bronson, you're here. You're, you're one of the organizers. we got Mike and Nick from Single Cut Beersmith and Anthony Accardi from... I don't use your full names. Mike, I can't pronounce your last Anzalone, name. Anzalone. And Nick, I know Nick Hundley and uh, Anthony. So uh, we're talking about beer, but you know it's cool. It's I, I'm I really am impressed that Queensbury is what it is. I feel like Queens is as big as Philly, so somehow Queensbury is even a little bigger. Actually. It's probably what what <laughs> Philly Beer Week is, which is a destination for a lot of people. And um, I, I I I'm surprised there's not five borough different boroughs of beer weeks now. I think it's coming. Jim. You think so? I think it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some great beers from Transmitter, and Single Cut did not bring any beer. But we talked about the Rhapsody and the IPAs. On, well, how about Nick? Hey, one thing. Nick, tell us about wait, some of the... Wait, the, there's an account right here, Mike. There's an account right here. Do they have beer right now? Let's there's go. Can we get some right pictures? There. Let's, let's someone, we, no, delivery? Jimmy, Nick, what, what, what beers should your accounts be buying this week from Single Cut? 
Man, this week we've got fresh uh, 18-watt uh, IPA. Kim, can't, cherry Kim. Delicious um, Kim. Cherry Kim. Uh, we do our hibiscus, but we you know did a couple of barrels of cherry, so get it while it, while it lasts. Um, and out in Queens, you definitely got to take part in our, uh, our barrier single-cut um, collaboration. I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, Is this the real life? <laughs> that's our single hop version, uh, blended with Barrier single hop version to create the Queens Beer Week IPA. QBW IPA. I thought it was going to be a QP, QPA. I mean, <laughs> why did we think so deep on this name? Oh, QPA. Wow. <laughs> Where were you last week? India eh? Pale Ale. They shipped to the India. QPA. Oh, my God. It was right Don't there the whole time. It. Don't overthink it. Right there, right on the end. It's going to be awesome, though. We're really excited about it. Yeah. It's awesome. Barry really did a stuff. single hop Galena IPA, um, and then we did single it. cut did their own single hop Kohatu. Kohatu. I was waiting for Mike to pronounce it. <laughs> IPA so, blended them up, dry hopped them with some mosaic and equinox, and QBW IPAs tasting All real right. good. Aliyah, you have a question for these guys. I do have a question. Um, I, I feel like Astoria and Long Island City have become these epicenters for the craft beer movement, which is great. Um, I was a longtime resident of Astoria, and I think living in those neighborhoods and being around those neighborhoods, there's so much that keeps you there. There's so many bars that are opening, and it's great that you often forget about how big the borough is and how there are other neighborhoods that also might have sure. great beer stuff going on. So I want to ask you guys, you know, based on accounts, based on what you know, you've been working on with Queens Beer Week, what are some of the other neighborhoods you think are in Queens that are hot zones for beer? So you totally nailed it. This is like our whole concept behind Queens Beer Week 2015. Um, I guess we'll talk about two neighborhoods that are really up and coming in the beer scene and two neighborhoods that we're making a big focus on in Queens Beer Week, which is Ridgewood and Forest Hills. So on the second day of Queens Beer Week, which is going to be Saturday, May 9th, the Beer Society of Ridgewood, this newly formed collaboration of different beer bars and home brewers out there, which I think is so cool that they went and took it upon themselves to make their own you know, kind of representing body. They're putting together this huge scavenger hunt, which is going to feature all of the beer-centric bars in Ridgewood, um, Bleachers, Julia's, um, Houdini's, um, amongst a few others, Queens Tavern. Basically, everybody's going to meet at Queen's Tavern at 1 o'clock. The Beer Society of Ridgewood is going to give you all these scavenger hunt flyers, and then you're going to spend the next six hours visiting every awesome bar in Ridgewood and finding some hidden treasure in the bar to complete the scavenger hunt. It's going to be led in part by Rich Castagna from Bridge and Tunnel Brewing, which is super great beer if you haven't had it. He's really, really small. So during Queen's Beer Week, you will only be able to get his beer in Queen's because he does not have any more than that. But he is building a production facility in Ridgewood that should be open in about three months, and we're really excited for him. We'll make sure everybody knows when he opens up, and we'll go and mob him when He's that gets going. working out of his garage in Masbeth. Literally yeah. his garage in Masbeth. This one-guy operation. And if any, you don't know Rich, you should definitely meet him. He's one of the hardest-working, nicest guys in beer. He'll be there. The Finback guys will be involved, too, um, getting people to go and explore Ridgewood and Glendale. And then on Tuesday, which will be May 12th, that's our big focus in Forest Hills. So join us for the Kew Gardens Forest Hills Happy Hour. We're going to hit a few different bars, which Mike can tell you a lot about, out in the Forest Hills, Kew Gardens areas, and really get to explore Eastern Queens. And if you haven't spent any time out there, it is one of the nicest, like, loveliest, most 
beautiful architecture, like great infrastructure for just good life out there in Forest Hills. If you haven't hung out, you got to go. It's super cool. Mike can tell you more info about that event. Yeah, so uh, participating bars out there are uh, Cobblestones. Uh, Dan and I were there. Happy Hour was awesome and uh, super packed. Um, so they got a great crowd. Uh, then we'll get a little closer to the Epicenter, um, where Station House, Austin's Public, uh, Tap House, and banter, banter are going to be taking part. Um, so it's going to be a great night. I think, um, you know, we're really just, like Dan said, for 2015 to expand into the rest of the borough. Because last year was a bit of a, a story of Long Island City. Uh, we were on the same streets a few times. <laughs> right. It happened. Yeah. And it was fun. It was a great time. But this is, you know, this is the, the whole point of this is to expand it into the other neighborhoods. And they were really receptive and uh, appreciative that we came to them uh, and really, like, push to do this there and get these nights set up. Yeah, so if you want to travel with us, meet us at Banter. We'll be there about six. Yeah. And then we'll, or I'm sorry, at Cobblestones and we'll take you to the uh, to the rest of the events. So I'm just going to show up in Queens and find my way. Anywhere yeah. in the borough. We'll <laughs> yeah. find you, Jim. We have arrows on the street pointing to the events. <laughs> That's what I need. And then, is there any so anything on the website? What's the website again? Queensbearweek.com. And, I did not overthink that one. And then... If I go there, are there a little like keys and hints that, of things that I should do? Or? There is explicit lists. There is no. <laughs> I need explicit. Yeah. No, we cut it. We cut to the bone. Um, go to the opening page. Our amazing graphic designer's name is Captain Carbon. He's does he does all of our work. Um, his poster this year is beautiful. Um, wait until after May seventeenth, and then steal one if you can because they're gorgeous. You should put them in a frame. Um, look on our website. We've gotten a tab for all of our participating venues. Um, just a general list of great places to get beer in Queens. Um, it's a big, big borough. A lot of real estate to work around. So there's a list of about 80 places to get a good pint. And then we have an explicit events tab, which will give you a full calendar of everything we've got going on, including just the week-long events. Um, like we were talking about Unidentified Flying Chickens featuring main beer all week long. We've got a whole list of all those places who are just doing week-long events. And then our explicit, you know, time and date events are on there, too. Anthony, three places in Queens or during Queens where I can get your transmitter. Um, we should be at Sunswick for sure. Um, we often have uh, beer up at Aloe Bar, which is a lovely sort of gastropub right on uh, uh, Vernon. Um, on City, right? Yep, yep. LIC. Um, and then... Um, my, I'm, I'll oh, buy some uh, beer, Anthony. Queen's Kickshaw. <laughs> Queen's Kickshaw. And what about... Um, and Crescent and Vine. <laughs> <laughs> and what about going to your brewery? Uh, we're open uh, Friday evenings from 5 to 8, and then Saturdays and Sundays, 12 to 5. Mm-hmm. And we do... Um, we don't have uh, a traditional tap room. We do small free samples, and then you're welcome to buy bottles for off-premise to go. So it's like going to Hill Farmstead, but in... But in right, but under the bridge. So we should yeah, line up. Is, we should big. line up on Friday night and get buy some bottles. We we think we think we want a line. I don't think we really want a line. <laughs> and explicitly on a, on a Saturday, May sixteenth, the LIC breweries are all having an open house. So they'll all be open at the same time from one o'clock until about six. You can visit all of them. Transmitter down at the south end, um, flirting with the the Brooklyn County line. Or, you know, kind of your border area, but they'll all be open for uh, that day on May 16th, Saturday. You can visit all the LIC breweries. All wh- four what's of them. Rockaway Brewing like? They've expanded, haven't they? It's They're- huge now. Yeah, big. They got a formal tap room. 
still making great beers. Like we were saying, you know, everybody in Queens got a little niche. I love Rockway's kind of classic English ales niche. Um, they're not really like pushing the boundaries and trying to blow your palates with hops or anything like that. They're just doing really drinkable, classic beers. Um, definitely worth checking out. And they're right next to the LAC Flea, which has their own beer garden, which will be featuring all Queens beer. It's a great way to spend a Saturday on May 16th. That's a, it's a great community. And Nick, any other accounts that, that you missed where we can get some single cut? You know, I think a great uh, Queens account would be Forest Hill Stadium uh, coming up this summer. Oh, that's right. oh yeah. There's a yeah. lot of big, uh, it's a great thing going on in Queens, really building the reputation for Queens uh, being able to rock out a little bit. Uh, Who's on the stage? We got the Who. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the first. Up. So first weekend is going to be uh, Ed Sheeran two nights in a row on the 29th, 28th, and then the Who on the thirtieth. So it's uh, some good stuff coming. We are out. And then huge they have uh, fans at, at Single Cut of of, yeah. of the Who. So it's a big honor to be a part wow. of. Congratulations, the Who in Queens. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to sum up Queensbury one more time? Come on, Daniel. Intoxicated. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. basically. Well, hopefully we do our job right. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, Queens Beer Week, um, if you take one thing away from it, Queens Beer Week is about supporting our neighborhood. We don't mean that to sound uninclusive. We want everybody to come. We want everybody in Staten Island, Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan to come out and hang out with us in Queens. But at the end of the day, it's about our neighborhood, supporting our local businesses, our local bars, our local restaurants, our local breweries, and using beer as this awesome gateway to bolster our local economy and our neighborhoods. Um, Queens Beer Week is all about great beer in your neighborhood, your local pub. Go out, enjoy it, come to one of our events, but more than anything, just go out and have a pint. Spend a couple bucks in beautiful Queens County. Who's making better beer, Brooklyn or Queens these days? Ooh, why you got pit fights like that? <laughs> yeah, that's vicious. On, why you got to do that, Jimmy? All I know is the N and the 7 are running on the weekends, and the L is oh. not. So <laughs> that's pretty... So you might it's an easy commute. I don't know, it'd be easy to get. You up guys there. know each other too well. All right, Leah, come here. Leah, any <laughs> any final thoughts on this Queens Beer Week? Uh, the word that comes to mind for me, um, in addition to community, which we've already covered, um, the word as someone who was born in Queens, but my childhood in Queens and lived in Queens for a long time afterwards, to me, the word that comes to mind is evolution. Just that we're still grounded in you know the origins of Queens, like we're talking about the beer halls of the past, and how it's just a very community-driven borough. But it's also we've moved forward. Like we're known as this multicultural borough, but for finally, someone's not talking about Thai food. You know, it's like we're talking we're talking about <laughs> culture. Well, the Thai food's Queen, great. In Queen, it's, it's amazing, but we're talking about some <laughs> like a different layer to the borough, and it's like such a successful one. But it also sort of embodies diversity and culture too so I just think it's I think it's an interesting evolution and just sort of pushes the borough forward in a great way totally a lot of people live in Queens now I mean you're right not too long ago 20 years ago Queens was like oh you went to Astoria for Greek food you went to Jackson Heights for Indian food or Flushing for Chinese and you should still come it's still great for that however it's really cool to see this I think Astoria is kind of like the old East Village was 20 years ago a lot lot of young couples are moving there a lot of people live there and and work in the city so cheers to you guys man I'm really impressed at what you're doing and I think Queens Beer Week is up there to rival Philly Beer Week and uh, good luck to you guys okay and we'll we'll be out there with May 8th through 17th. May 8th through the 17th. Jim, you better be there. We'll what's, the, what's the website again? <laughs> Queensbeerweek.com. Opening party on the 10th. It is sold out. Check the website. We might have more tickets. Opening night on May 8th. 
no events, just go to your local bar, LAC Beer Project launch, QBW IPA launch. All right. Check it out. Well, thanks to Daniel, Anthony, Rob, Mike, Aaliyah, and... uh Nick, for joining me here. Rob didn't come. For joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors who helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy. Welcome back. And to our engineer, Jack Inslee. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.